Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good Risings, I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Happy Monday. We hope you enjoyed your weekend. Today is day one of our week on well-rounded health. We're kicking it off with diet. We spent the entire week last week exploring the ins and outs of nutrition. But when it comes to well-rounded health, we'd be missing a major piece of the puzzle if we left it out. We'll quickly recap last week's highlights on nutrition, but we're also going to take the opportunity to have a conversation about intermittent fasting as well as hydration. Right, all things healthy diet. So as you may recall, we talked macronutrients and micronutrients last week, protein, fat, and carbohydrates being macro, vitamins and minerals being micro. We confronted the villainization of red meat and saturated fat, both of which are at home in a healthy diet. Above all, the most common and all-encompassing advice coming from dietary experts is switching to a diet of whole foods, cooking with whole ingredients, and not shying away from proteins or healthy fats, polyunsaturated, monounsaturated, and the health-neutral saturated fat. We avoided trans fats, added sugars, refined carbs, and all processed foods. Changing our diet might mean changing our relationship with mealtimes. For example, we can make dinner a time we enjoy by creating a nightly ritual around it. Gathering, listening to music, reflecting on what's past and what's to come. Again, if we just don't have the time, or if we know there are going to be nights where cooking can't be a priority, we meal prep. We cook when we have the time, and we reheat food throughout the week. As always, we recommend speaking with a functional health specialist or a holistic practitioner about the ins and outs of individual diets. But as a general rule of thumb, non-starchy vegetables should be the foundation, making up 70% of our plate. One serving of whole grains like legumes, black beans, quinoa, or black or brown rice, and then protein. Remember, animal proteins are complete proteins, meaning they have all the essential amino acids, which our bodies don't make on their own. Finally, when it comes to general supplementation, Dr. Mark Hyman explains, even with a perfect diet, the combination of many things, including depleted soils, the storage and transportation of our foods, genetic alterations of traditional heirloom species, and the increased stress and nutritional demands resulting from a toxic environment, make it impossible for us to get the vitamins and minerals that we need solely from the foods that we eat. He continues that doctors used to think that we got all our vitamins and minerals from food. Any extra nutrients were excreted or worse, they became toxic. But the tide is shifting. Emerging scientific evidence shows the importance of nutrients as essential helpers in our biochemistry and metabolism. They are the oil that greases the wheels of our metabolism. His top recommendations for supplementation are omega-3 fatty acids, B vitamins, D3, magnesium, and probiotics, 
We can also supplement with a specific purpose in mind, like boosting our immunity with things like zinc and liposomal vitamin C, or with biotin for skin, hair, and nails, but that's a much more detailed conversation and really fluctuates by individual goals. Now let's talk hydration. Healthline explains that water does so much more than quench our thirst. It regulates our body temperature, lubricates joints, aids in digestion and nutrient absorption, and detoxifies our system by removing waste products. Our body's cells have to continuously repair to function optimally and break down nutrients for our body to use as energy. But these processes release waste in the form of urea and carbon dioxide, which cause harm if allowed to build up in our blood. Water transports these waste products, efficiently removing them through urination, breathing, or sweating. So staying properly hydrated is key. Drinking three liters a day is a good rule of thumb, though it does vary based on activity level and weight. An active male is likely to need closer to four liters a day. And remember, the quality of water matters. We find all kinds of unusual things in tap water. Plastic bottles are often full of BPA and exposed to excessive heat in shipping containers and storage facilities. You want to be using a filter, even if it's just a Brita. But if the option is available, we highly recommend a reverse osmosis water filtration system. This will clear tap water of everything and anything. Once it's filtered, it is important to reintroduce minerals like magnesium, chloride, sodium, and sulfate, which are key components of our body's ability to remain hydrated. Finally, we have intermittent fasting. It's a concept that's really started to break into the more mainstream conversations about health. It's the idea that by limiting the number of hours per day that we allow ourselves to eat, we're giving our systems the opportunity to rest, repair, and regenerate. And if you think about it, this type of eating is really how we evolved as a species, as hunter-gatherers. Generally, people who fast daily set a window of between 6 and 10 hours of their day where they allow themselves to eat, which means they're fasting between 14 and 18 hours a day. So if we eat our final meal for dinner at 6 p.m. and we're breaking our fast with breakfast or breakfast at 8 a.m., that means that we've fasted for 14 hours. And I think that's really an achievable goal for anyone. The more narrow windows of time, like only eating between six and eight hours per day, probably aren't a great idea if we're already thin or pregnant or if we're dealing with an eating disorder or if we suffer from chronic fatigue. Let's talk about some of the benefits. First of all, intermittent fasting has been proven to reduce inflammation. Dr. Mark Hyman states that inflammation is the common thread in nearly all modern diseases, depression, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, dementia, allergies, asthma, chronic fatigue, and autoimmune disease. They're all inflammatory diseases. Fasting has also been proven to reduce oxidative stress and repair and regenerate mitochondria, the power generators of our cells. It also enhances autophagy, which is our body's way of cleaning out damaged cells in order to regenerate newer, healthier cells. And as an added bonus, fasting is also proven to improve cognitive function and increase lean muscle mass. I think, logically, it's just giving our bodies a break. We're not loading it up with more to do and more to digest. 
Remember, if you'd like to continue the conversation, we welcome you to reach out through Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. Come back again tomorrow for day two of well-rounded health. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. We have some exciting news. You can now search more than 700 Good Risings episodes on the new Fathom FM app, the podcast player from the future. Go to fathom.fm slash Good Risings, ask questions and hear answers directly from the Good Risings podcast. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.